1: 6:30, Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers now with Bob Stauffer. Brought to you by Digitex, service for all brands of print equipment in your office. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X. Ca on Oilers Radio. 6:30, Chad.
0: Live in Edmonton, second hour voters now is brought to you by Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We will tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Edmonton-owned and operated open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. Head down to 99.90 Joss. Revenue, tell Brendan, Maggie, Taylor, and the staff uh at Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you. Sportsnet spec Mark Specter for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta presenting live standard racing. Saturday and Sunday at Century Mile. Watch and wager online at hbipet.com. HRA caring for our horses and contributing to our economy. We'll do Oilers Now trivia today at uh, 125 for Greta Bar. We re-engage with Mark Spector. Speck on a River Creek Resort Casino hotline. What have you learned during the course of the first hour of the show? Well, I learned
1: something that I can't believe I didn't know. So Wayne Mackey, right? I always knew he had a brother, and I knew they both played for Chicago. We knew Wayne Mackey because he, of course, gained terrible notoriety by clubbing Ted Green over the head with a stick but I always thought Chico was Wayne's nickname I always thought it was Wayne Chico Mackey and his brother but it turns out it was Wayne Mackey and his brother Ron Chico Mackey how did right. I not know that
0: I thought you did know that that's why I just played a little I
1: know bit. I thought I should know I mean I mean full disclosure Wayne Mackey quit playing when I was seven years old but I don't know. I always thought Chico was Wayne's name. And here's something else I didn't know now, having gone into down the rabbit hole of Hockey TV. Uh, his brother Ron played far, far more games. Chico played way more than Wayne did, uh, to far less infamy. Played like three times as many games, 850 games almost. And Wayne Mackey, I
0: don't
1: know what happened to his career. He Maybe died, you
0: would know died, about it. He died. He died at 29. He had a brain tumor. That's what happened to Wayne Mackey. And some people question whether or not it had to do. So for the listeners that are unaware of this, Ted Green, who passed away last year, former Reuters assistant coach, terrible Ted Green, and Wayne Mackey in a preseason game got involved in one of the ugliest stick fights of all time. Right up there with uh, Larry the Rock L and... Uh, uh Eddie Schach. That was another bad one that was written about uh in Slap Shot by Stan Flisher. And Larry Ziedel was one of the few Jewish players in the NHL. And uh with, and Larry Ziedel was one of the toughest players ever in the old Western pro league. And yes. there was you could, this was the nineteen sixties. There were not pleasant things being said on the ice. Okay, yeah. so it was about as politically insensitive and incorrect as you could get and it ended up being this her so there was these two Awful stick swinging incidents where guys sat there and clubbed each other over the head when neither guy had uh, helmets on at that time. They weren't wearing helmets back then, right? Right. So it was like when, to- when Tony Granado turned around and two handed uh, Neil Wilkinson, and Neil Wilkinson was tough. He could. Fight. Oh, for sure. Like when he did that to Neil Wilkinson, Wilkinson had a helmet on and still got knocked out. Uh, Garrett Stafford got knocked out too back in the mid two thousands. You and me talked about it. One of the Russian guys did it to him. Uh, that was in the Canadians organization. So, but anyways, yeah, Wayne Mackey died of a brain tumor. I think it was like nineteen in like nineteen seventy four. So that's why his career came to an end. Okay, there you go. So learning but, a lot about the Mackies today, Bob. Well, that yep, reminds uh, me of my friend Al Chico Mackey, the sports writer down in Calgary. <laughs> he's a great guy. That guy cared more about he 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 really cared about amateur sports. Speaking of which, yeah. back the Lou Marsh Award today. Just give me a quick rep. Uh, the Kansas City offensive lineman Laurent uh, Duvernay-Tardif uh, ends up tying. Alfonso Davies for the athlete of the year. And I've had a couple of people say to me, Bob, how does, with all due respect to, you know, a guy who's a Super Bowl champion, he played two games in the calendar year 2020. And Davies obviously won, uh, you know, the European Championship uh, this year, uh, Champions League with Bayern Munich, who had an unbelievable year. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, them splitting the ward and uh, both? Uh, athletes. Is part of what got Tardif the award uh, the fact that, you know, his sort of the social conscience that he showed yeah. by opting out of the NFL and helping out uh, you know, a COVID-ravaged uh, province of Quebec?
1: Yeah, not part, probably quite a bit. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's very interesting. It's and I, I mean, uh, my understanding of how the Marsh voting works is that this this isn't something that would have been agreed upon by voters, where they say, right. "Hey, let's split the award." They actually tabulated the votes, uh, is my understanding, and you know the votes were were identical; they were equal, so they gave it. They called it a tie. And. You know what, Bob? I'm gonna like. I know there was some argument prior to the vote. Some not argument, some conjecture about hey, this isn't the best story in Canada, Canadian sports. This is the best athlete, right? It's not the best story. It's the best athlete. And 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 you know the fact that Tardif didn't play games or played only three games or whatever it was it should have almost have disqualified him. But you know what? I want to say like it's 2020, man. Stuff changes. Parameters change. It's we never. When they decided on voting for the Lou Marsh Trophy, we never considered a guy walking away from a multi-million dollar career in the NFL to become a, you know, to work in the medical industry, become a doctor, or, or and help his own Canadian province get through COVID. Like, listen, I'm not so hard on Fast and the rules that I would say that he disqualified himself by making as magnanimous a move as he made. I think that's really, really cool. And
0: well, it's you know I, I don't you know he's on the awesome. front, he's going to be on the front page mark of Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Right. Tardif will be. So there you go. How many Did Canadian you... athletes can say that? Not many. Right. So there you go. And Alfonso Davies, I mean, he's going to be in the mix. Um, uh... Hopefully, multiple years. He was having a tough start to the year before he got injured. Like it wasn't, he'd actually been sat for a game. And but there's most people consider him to be no worse than the second or third best left back in the entire world. And he's yeah, he'll have his share of, of awards, Bob. I'm not. I'm yeah, and that. it it's kind of moved away. <laughs> Has it moved away a bit from hockey players? Yeah, I think that there's always been a fic, uh, you know a hockey player
1: is. Um, How would I say? It's it's they're the fallback, right? We've always got a great hockey player, Bob, in Canada, right? We had Gretzky for all those years. We've had just many, many greats. We got Malway McDavid. You could you got Crosby. You got it's easy. It's a fallback to easily pick a hockey player. So I think, yeah, I will say to you that there's a broader scope from which choices are made now, and now we have an option of a guy tearing it up in the Bundesliga. We've never had a soccer player like Alfonso Davies. Not even close. Not even close, right? Christine St. Clair would be close from a woman's perspective, but... You know, she can't, unfortunately, say that she could play in the Bundesliga. So, uh, I, sure, it is moving away from hockey players, but I think athletes and, and Canadians who are, you know, we had never had this many guys in the NFL, right? Look what we got now. Look Mark, at the players down there.
0: Mark, since 2000, uh, there's only been two hockey players that have won the award. Carey Price won in 2015. Obviously, backstop Canada to a gold medal in 2014. Uh, and then... Sidney Crosby in 2007 those are the only two uh, obviously NHL players to have won the Lou Marsh award and we've got a lot of athletes doing wonderful things and I'm I don't know about you I'm completely cool with uh, you know hockey players get they get a lot of note they get a lot of positive vibes out there and yeah. you know the fan base is interested so there we go all right yeah. uh, let's let's do some quick hitters what can you tell us what's the latest you're hearing on NHL NHLPA Mark Spector well, what's
1: uh, being reported today is what I'm hearing from different people as well. I wish I could add to uh, Elliot, but that's usually tough to do. You know, They've, I think what we've seen here, Bob, is is that we, we've watched this in lockouts past. They immediately attack the issues that are the most contentious, which is always money <laughs> between the NHL players and NHL owners. They haggle on that for a while, then they go look. Let's step away from the money. Let's sort out all the things we think we can find solutions to. And that's what they did. They talked schedule. They talked protocol. They're still talking about a lot of different, you know, when's training camp going to start? How is it going to work? They go through all those things that they – can find solutions to because they're like-minded. They both want to get to the finish line. And then at the end, they come back and say, okay, we've got everything solved except for the money. What are we going to do here? And we tend to see the history of labor negotiation in the NHL is that they circle back to the money. And what they've done here is circle back, and the owners have basically said, okay, forget it. We're not changing that memorandum of understanding that we had. We're going to stick with the same thing. There's not going to be uh prorated salaries as we both i think Bob suspected at one point that there would be. Yep. Um you know, I thought there would be and there isn't. The owners are going to eat this thing a little bit. Now we're talking about things like lines of credit, uh, I saw I heard come up on the show earlier and you know, <laughs> other ways to get around to skin this cat, but listen if they got the if they got the money sorted out which it sounds like they do then there's absolutely no reason that we won't play hockey sooner than later they say in jan 13 bob and uh that would be a real bonus if we were covering hockey on jan 13 boy
0: well we're still at the mercy of the virus which is a major opponent right now yep. i know yep. uh and i didn't get a chance to go through your entire twitter account before the show today but i believe you hit on the world juniors as well what can you tell us on that front for edmonton and Uh, Are they they prepared to cut to eight teams if they have to? Yeah, that's the contention
1: plan. Uh, I asked Scott Salmond, uh, the head of, you know, the what are we calling him? He's below Tom Rennie. I don't know his title. for Hockey Canada, top guy. Uh, He did a Zoom call today. I asked him, how few of players can a team show up in Edmonton with and still play? And he said, well, 17 or 18. But he said, we also have a contention where if you can't play, we can have an 18 tournament. So here's the issue, right? They're okay with like we've had issues with the u.s roster they had to knock some kids off and replace them because of covid sweden has some guys today and some coaches um uh, switzerland uh germany sorry has had some issues as well obviously canada's had their issues the deal is if you contract covid anytime from november 29th on coach or player you cannot come to edmonton so the players that the Swedes lost today and the coaches that the Swedes lost today, they're not going to come show up halfway through. They're done. So, This is okay, Bob, because all these teams can replace players and show up. They'll be little, you know, they might have lost some good players, but they're going to show up with teams. The issue is going to be if COVID runs through one of these teams in the next, you know, 10 days from now, right before they're ready to, you know, play in Edmonton or get to Edmonton, I guess it would be more like four or five days from now. If there's an outbreak on a team like Finland, let's say, four days from now, and they can only they only got 12 players then they'll have to pull out to have an 18 tournament so Right now is a real, real important week for this world junior. I believe they'll get it off, Bob, but they're sure nervous about getting these teams into the bubble, getting them here healthy. It's got to happen. Uh, it's, the next few days are going to be pretty, pretty scary for those guys.
0: All right, Spec, uh, it's your favorite part now. We're going to answer some of the texts that have come in that are directed to a couple of conversation points for you and me. Here we go on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Oiler's GM text to say, Bob, Tyson Berry is not as defensive, uh, bad defensively as Spec and the Toronto media made him out to be. Speck can throw that book in the garbage that says Tyson is bad in his own end. He had one bad year in Toronto, which was an anomaly. He'll be back to his Colorado days here in Edmonton because he is excited to be here, unlike uh, when he was in Toronto. Uh, I mean, obviously, he knew Morgan Riley had an unbelievable year, uh, you know, the year before uh, Barry got to Toronto. So give me your thoughts on that. Do you think some of it's overblown?
1: I don't know. I mean, do news reports about the Toronto Maple Leafs get overblown? Of course they do. (laughs) There's no question. But we know that and we don't just believe them because they're coming out of Toronto. Uh, Tyson Berry is not, he's a really good offensive player. He's not known as a very, very strong defensive player, right? If he was as good in his own end as the texter says that he is, if he was as good in his own end as he is in the other end, he wouldn't be on a one-year prove-yourself deal with the Edmonton Oilers, right? If he was as good defensively as he is offensively, he'd be, you know be watching him play for the Oilers right now. So he's got to prove it. He's got to come here and show he can play a little bit better in his own end, and that's how he gets the long-term deal he'll be looking for a year from now.
0: S- slightly different text. Speck just can't seem to wrap his head around the fact that the Oilers will be spending less time defending, which is very valuable. Chris Russell is a better defender than Tyson Barry, but Barry spends so much less time defending that in the end, he's a better defenseman than uh, Russell. Uh, what do you think of that? Well, Maybe. <laughs>
1: You know, what? it's like when Dallas Aikens said, in the perfect I game, there are no hits, Bob. <laughs> right? Because you've got the puck all night. The problem is, there is no perfect game. <laughs> so, you know, Tyson Berry is going to find himself in his own end. Every defenseman does. So the Oilers, sure, they're going to get the puck out of their zone more often, but they still have to defend. And it was their defending, that to my eye, that cost them against the Chicago Blackhawks is the reason they didn't move on, because they didn't defend well enough. Not because they couldn't score,
0: right? Roland has texted the show to say, Bob and Speck, William Lagason will rise in surprise as he shows Larson-like strength. I'm going to start, Mark. Uh, I'd say hmm. William, William, William Laggason William is a completely unproven commodity this time. I have no idea what to expect from him. What about you?
1: Well, yeah, and I think it's time we find out. I think the player even deserves a chance here. Like, he's hung around and he's done everything asked of him, and he's been the seventh guy. He's come up and sat in the press box and never played. And, like, I guess I would say to you, Bob, if the Orioles are going to keep this guy, then play him and let's see if he can play. Right. And if he can't play, let's move on from the player. But I'm like you, I don't have a clue if he can play. And he's been around for like three years, up and down, up and down, up and down. Let's watch the guy play. Give a shot here.
0: I'm pretty bullish on Broberg and Bouchard. I, I mean, there's some limitations to Lagason. Maybe he is that shutdown D, but I I would say it's way too premature to make that evaluation. Uh, P- Peter from Wainwright, who's a soccer fan, says David should be the sole winner of the Lou Marsh Award. Uh, there was a stalwart three games where he was the deciding factor in Bayern Munich winning or not. Uh, one was on the road to, in, uh, to the Champions League final. Uh, of course, he walked right through Barcelona uh for a pretty memorable goal as well uh and uh peter who's an abs fan adds by the way guys take it from an abs fan tyson is bad in his own end so there you have it and former defense <laughs> former defenseman mark says this it's 2020 what an excuse a guy gets canadian sportsman of the year and he didn't play sports i'm with mark on this one Um uh, he should have been disqualified for that reason. But, hey, it's 2020, and we're all a bunch of woke blanks. <laughs> this is one woke blank that still likes to tell it like it is, uh, former defenseman Mark. So he's saying virtue signaling is why uh, DuVernay Tardif uh, ended up sharing the uh, Lou Marsh Award with Alfonso mm. Davies. And, I don't teach their
1: own, Bob. I'm not going to try to convince people that the way I think is right. But uh, I think he's one of the most. Uh, you it's, know a what? it's a great story. It's a great, great story. story. And, right? I guess. I guess how much of the Lou Marsh is for who you are as a person? You know, he, I mean, if uh, maybe that's got something to do with it too. I get it. He only played three games.
0: Mark. Do you remember uh, Pat Tillman, the safety for the Arizona Cardinals that went to go fight for? Of course. Uh, Okay. Now, that's a different situation. But for a generation of Americans, uh, some, some call it the greatest uh, generation, they would think that would be the ultimate move that an athlete could make. You know what I mean? I, I even remember Simeon Rice, who was his teammate, taking a little bit of a shot at him, and then he ended up getting killed in uh, what do they call friendly fire. I mean, it was just a terrible yeah. story. Uh, and I'm going to leave you with this one, Mark. Now that it appears as though there's a go date for the NHL... What do you think we'll see in regards to fan attendance from a grouchy season seat holder? Well, I think in the short-term spec, that season seat holder, and I and I love our seats season seat holders, my guess is he's still going to be grouchy. What about you? Yeah, he better go buy himself a nice
1: big screen TV because that's the only access we're going to have to this hockey for. Oh, my goodness, Bob. I don't know. You, I mean, who could say when they're going to allow – even even if Rogers seats 18, let's say they're going to allow 9,000 people in there. They're going to allow 5,000 people in there. Not in the foreseeable
0: future. All right. We'll wait and see what ends up happening. Mark, I got a killer trivia question coming up. We'll talk on Friday, okay? All right, Bobby. Thanks for the stuff. Take care. You bet. That is Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horse Racing in Alberta, back with Greta Barr, Orders Now Trivia, when we return. Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on 630 Chet. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Let's get to it. We are going to go into Oilers Now trivia for Greta Bar. Greta Global Street Food. Greta Bar, eat, drink, and play. Brendan Escott, what are we playing for? A $50 gaming credit to the arcade games down at Greta. Here we go. I hope I didn't screw this up. There's a chance I did. Well, I, I know I've got the right question, so it's I- irrelevant and the right answer. I talked about the Oilers in 89-90 on the state. Mark Lamb scoring in overtime. Oilers beat the Kings 5-4, 9-1 in their last 10 games at that stage. They went 15-2-2 uh, during a run from November till the end of uh, December that year. Of course, that was the last time they won the Stanley Cup. In the year in which the Oilers last made it to the Stanley Cup, Name the former Oiler player that tied a club record with two shorthanded goals in the same game in a victory in Philadelphia. Name the former Oiler who tied a club record with two shorthanded goals in the same game in a 3-2 win in Philadelphia, and that was on December eighth, two 2005. And you can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline at 780 496 the right answer. Well, if you have the right answer, there you go. One twenty-seven in Edmonton. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. That's the old saying in the car business. Outstanding customer service, a key to business as well. Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin, nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. The year-end event is currently taking place down at Brent Ridge. Great people, great service, fully open and transparent. So let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand. You can reach him at 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. Reed Wilkins is coming up at 1.35 today on uh, today's edition of Orders Now. We'll get his thoughts on the Lou Marsh Award and whether or not social commitments off the playing field or off the ice should be relevant in picking a uh, Canadian athlete of the year. Uh, We'll discuss that after a global news weather traffic update coming up with Randy Kilbert. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio,
1: 630 Chad.